All right. Thank Yay. you, Dime Store Siri. Hooray. I missed Dime Store Siri. Yeah, I wish there was. Around, but... Yeah, you did appreciate her when she was there, but now. <laughs> <laughs> now she's gone. <laughs> we like um, talking to her, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, I was like, I, I did check to see if there was a preference that you could, if you could turn the voice back on. No, mm -hmm. gone forever. <laughs> I wonder if it's on YouTube. <laughs> you can just. <laughs> This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's been a few weeks uh, since we played last. So uh, get back in your time machines. Hop back to September 13th. Uh, and this is this is what was happening then. So uh, you all, um, having uh, defeated or having defeated uh, the combatant at the pit, uh, and making a, a, a minor name for himself, 88. Uh, was offered uh, you know, to come back and do more fights at the pit, and he decided that that would not be something that he wanted to do. Uh, so you went back to Darius to report that uh, you know these, this crime family had uh, their, his his uh, golem, and and he he paid you to go back and renegotiate. So that's what you did, uh, and much to your surprise, uh, it worked. That wasn't the only surprise. Oh, there's a few more surprises in this session. So. Uh, you're able to hand off uh, Darius's dramatically overbuilt golem back back to him, <laughs> uh, and he paid um, he paid uh, the Endros crime family a a lot of money I'm for that amount of money. I'm seeing amount of money for that. Uh, so uh, flush with cash, you headed to the bookstore for a bookstore shopping scene. <laughs> Uh, uh, it was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Found out that 88 had never read a book before. Uh, and so he picked up a couple of books, a book uh, book on crafting, uh, from one about Devalian carvings, one about basic artificing, and a book uh, by an unnamed bard about, about the heroes of New Haven. <laughs> Nithis picked up a book on Carthel and Sinport. Uh, Brindley picked up uh, a uh, biography of Jessica Vanathorn the first uh, book about Sinport piracy and Spezia uh, political book. Uh, and uh, Gwyn picked, uh, uh, picked up some cultural books and anatomical, anatomical books about kobolds and dragons. Oh, and most, maybe most importantly is um, uh, Friendly picked up a copy. Sorry, I realized that I didn't change the name of it in my notes, and then I liked what I named it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was the was it the Ballad of the Ice Prince or the Lament of the Ice Prince? That's the one that um, eighty eight picked up. You didn't have the name for Miriam's book yet. Oh, That's the one I picked um, up. Did I? I don't think I bought that one. Somebody I bought I it. Did. I did. Oh, okay. Well, Gwen oh. did. Only I wrote it down wrong, so. Lament of the Ice Prince. Yeah. That's what it is. Lament of the Ice Prince. I think. Or no, no, no. A song of the Ice Prince. Wasn't Lament of the the Fire Princess the thing that you were thinking of? Yeah. I it was the Ballad of the Prince. Ice ballad, Prince. Ballad of the Ice Prince. That's what it was. Okay. <clears throat> Yes, uh, the Ballad of the Ice Prince, part of an adventure series written by Vera Bloom. That's right. 
Though we now know we are actually missing the first two books in the series. <laughs> first three books. Yeah. First three books. So who knows if this one will make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> but it'll be like, who are these characters? They aren't even introducing them. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, off, off, off recording, I mentioned that the uh, stories follow Aubrey Strongspark, a mercenary fighter, discovered that she had magical abilities and investigating them has taken herself all over the world of Tara Lee, creating friends and thwarting the powerful forces that tear apart the world. The fourth novel in the series, which includes The Spark in the Tinderbox, The Secret of the Mushroom Chief, The Wave-Covered Kingdom, and the recently released Ballad of the Ice Prince. All right. Great. Uh, so yeah, Squin, Gwen picked it up. Oh yes, yeah, it's there, it's in my notes. Ballad of the... Uh, after that, uh, you headed back to your hotel, where Gwyn played for his lodgings, and the rest of y'all just played cards and chatted. Uh, Nithis and 88 talked a bit about their pasts, a little bit. <laughs> Nithis was fairly evasive. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, and then that evening, um, a uh, Nithis um, found herself experiencing uh, a vision uh, of somebody somewhere else uh, conducting a night, a solo night raid on a group of Windhaven uh, scouts. Uh, the person uh, was holding a bloody toy horse uh, that they left in the sand, uh, and they managed to take down three of the four before par perishing in the conflict, seemingly. Uh, but while that was happening, everyone else was experiencing a weird freak storm that came out of nowhere outside uh, and uh, after which, uh, when you all checked on Nithis, uh, Nithis was very spooked by this and uh, decided that you all needed to get GTFO, hmm. ASAP. So, <clears throat> so the next morning, uh, the 22nd of planting, you all got breakfast, uh, completed the handoff. That's actually when it happened. Uh, and then... Uh, Left, went to leave town. Uh, on the way out of town, you found out that uh, the cities of Krailson and Benfelden, west on the river, are currently under a Windhavian siege. Yeah. Uh, and the city was fairly locked down, uh, and you were searched on your way out of the inner city, uh, which just added fuel to the GTFO fire. So mm -hmm. we were like, that it's way too far above our pay grade right now. <laughs> and so, uh, with all that in mind, you grabbed up your horses and your angel dog and you left town, so. Um, I don't remember, was anyone hurt in the lightning storm? No. Okay. Not that you heard of anyway. <coughs> <clears throat> All right, it is the 22nd of planting. It is a moon's day. Um, and you all, which is fair to see Monday, uh, and you all are on the road east of Carthel, having just uh, left the last vestiges of town behind you. We're in the wilderness, uh, and I'm assuming that uh, Nithis is in the lead. Um, driving the cart. Driving right? the cart, yep. Uh, driving the cart through the grasslands, following a uh, following the road. Uh, so no, no, no need to worry about um, getting there, though. Um, go ahead and roll me a perception check, everybody. 
as you uh, cover the first half of your morning. This is pretty good. <laughs> no. 11. 8. And, um, perception. That is 22. Wow. Nice. Carol's <clears throat> 15 and I have a high addition. <laughs> At least somebody's paying attention. All right. Um, the uh, So it, it's... It's already kind of the early afternoon by the time you get out of the city, having wasted a lot of time in the early morning. Uh, or I guess it's probably probably, the, probably right around noon when you leave, because um, you all had, got stopped and searched and had to deal with the handoff. Uh, but uh, aside from a few merchant carts uh, heading towards Carthol, uh, you all pass through your half of a day with little trouble um, and uh, find yourself uh, approaching dark uh, in the middle of the wilderness. Is it like grassland or, or forest? Yeah, it's kind of these grassy uh, grassy lands with the occasional copes of trees or meandering creek running through it. Looks like camping. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find a good spot that's within walking distance of water and make camp. Okay, so you make you make camp kind of along uh, a road. Um, or not along a road, along a creek is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a road too, because we have a cart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, who's keeping who's keeping watch? You take first watch. I'll take second. I'll go third. And I'll go fourth. Okay. Oh, it's probably well, right? So roll. uh, Everybody roll perception check for your watch and let me know what you got. Fourteen. Jesus. Even worse. (laughs) I got a ten again. Okay. Eight. Nithis, I kind of imagine that you're probably a little rattled still from the previous evening. Mm-hmm. Probably a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, so Nithis, what do you, uh, what are you doing during your watch? Hmm. Nothing particular. <clears throat> I don't. I don't have any projects or anything like that. I'm just keeping an eye out on things. Clearly not very well with an eight, but <laughs> that's my intention. <clears throat> All right. Uh, your watch passes by without problem. Uh, and the rest of the evening is quiet. All right. Uh, the next morning, uh, as the sun starts to peek up over the over the horizon, uh, y'all break camp and continue to head eastward, northeastward. Will we actually hit East Hill? Uh, no, it's a uh, it's it's a good two day journey. So it'll be it'll be tomorrow. But it's a two day journey off the path, or it's on the road we're on. On the road you're on. Yeah, this oh. this is this is the road to East Hill. 
it's not as uh it's not as wide or as well traveled as the uh road you're on from new haven to carthold but it, it's still pretty pretty manageable <clears throat> okay. cool. uh, so what sort of things are you all doing to pass the time while you're traveling in your cart Idiot is reading through his anonymously authored story on the heroes of New Haven. <laughs> Actually, Brindley's going to ask 88 if he can read part of it out loud to her as she kind of lies down and relaxes next to him in the uh, cart. Okay. 88 will read it out loud. I will listen. Yeah. I'll be pretty close. Um, let's see. How, how quickly do you feel like um, 88 reads? Probably pretty quick. Probably a <clears throat> flat affect, though. He's normal affect. Well, yeah. Soothing. I bet he's trying to like a book on tape. <laughs> and so the heroes of New Haven traveled south through the Lauren Wood. Yep. Uh, so, Idiot reads you um, a, a story about Killarney, this monstrous, this monstrous, uh, monstrously cruel uh, creature that uh, captured rare animals and fought them against each other, uh, and how the heroes of New Haven uh, were able to stop her. Wasn't that Secret Flame? <laughs> uh, Secret Flame. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, this is a little before, that was before um, this unnamed bard's time with the group. So that's more. Uh, <laughs> Lost of time. That's a little more, it's a little, it's a little sketchier on the firm details. Uh, that was one but, of the uh, episodes we ever had. <laughs> so uh, it does, um, uh, it does uh, end with uh, the, a tower and in, in uh, Lauren Carr exploding. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then that kind of triggers in you all a memory of Miriam saying that she was going to Lauren Carr and that there was still kind of weird magics there. Uh, oh, yeah. And those of you that are from this area know that Lauren Carr is considered like a haunted remains of a city that no longer exists. So mm. maybe we should go to Lauren Carr. Yeah. <laughs> We're going the, the wrong direction. direction. I know it's sometime in the future. Oh, that's fair. Yes. The uh the Lauren the Wood is uh a thick and untamable forest that no one no one really goes into anymore. Uh uh people people that are moving from uh Krailson to Carthel take the river now. Uh nobody takes goes to the woods. Sounds like an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um all right, uh, about uh Halfway through the day. Um, what about you, Gwen? What are you doing? I, I forgot to ask. Um, I, I think I'd kind of half listen and then also half read my my um, ballad of the Ice Prince. Uh, it's confusing. Uh, it definitely, you, you you pick it up, and as you get like through the first chapter, you realize that there clearly are books in the series before this. Uh, that said, it does do a good job of kind of reintroducing the characters, so it's not. It's not completely uh, impossible to read. 
I may switch off to the dragon books. Um, uh, but yeah, about uh, halfway through the day, um, as you guys crest a small hill, uh, you see a somewhat large lake shimmering in the distance. Um, and a uh, kind of a vanguarded small town uh, that sits on it. Uh, and you can, you can see from this distance a great encampment of tents uh, on the other side of the town. Um, uh, it looks to be larger than the town itself by uh, mag magnitude. Hmm. Hmm. Can we go swimming? Um, what town Please. is that, Brindley? I'm guessing it's McKinney. Is it McKinney? Uh, it used to be McKinney, but now <laughs> it's an it's uh, actually one of, it's an orc run town. Oh, oh, it's just like an orc town. It's called something in Orcish. I don't know how to pronounce. It. I don't care about pronouncing it. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to slaughter it. Okay. Cool. Are they going to be mad at us being? No, Brindley. Brindley, you you stayed you stayed there on the way on your way west. They have a, they actually have a nice inn there. So. Oh. Yes. I, I guess that would have been like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a Caitlin question, not a Nimbus yeah. question. I would have known <laughs> that it would be violent. Uh, yeah, you stayed at an inn called the Cracked Cup. Yeah, so I stayed here at the Cracked Cup. We can, if we want to stop here for maybe the day, just the day, just kind of like visit, relax, take a bath. Yeah. It's it's around noon or a little afternoon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we could use a stop. It'd be nice to get the horses <laughs> unhitched for a while, get them cleaned. Did the tents appear to be like a military encampment? Yes. Uh, oh. Oh. Maybe we drive through and <laughs> see what's up. Whatever you guys want to do. Does the uh, road go through town or around? It does, it? yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and the encampment is on the opposite side of the village that you're on right now. So, yeah, well, let's like direct opposite. No, like no matter what, we've got to go through it. I mean, you could skirt around it, yeah, but you you have to leave the road. Okay, but if we go through the town, we'll hit the encampment. Okay. On the when you leave town, you will not yeah. before town. Okay. All right. Well, let's be nosy. <laughs> It is kind of what we do. Yeah. All right. So um, uh, you all had uh, uh, take your cart in the town. Um, uh, as you as you get closer, you uh, you see there's uh, some orcs uh, out uh, tending to some fields. Uh, uh, you know, getting stuff planted, getting stuff kind of ready to go for the for the year. Um, uh, does anybody speak Orcish or Goblin? Mm. Mm. Draconic. Uh, no. Nope. Nithis does. Nithis speaks Orc. I was going to say I might, but I don't remember. Where you do. are my languages at? Uh, it's, it's on the bottom, bottom left. left corner. Under I your proficiencies. One tab. Main one. Oh, okay. Oh, I do speak more Orc. Mork? Just orc. <laughs> mork and Mindy. Uh, mm -hmm. Mork from Mork. Uh, yeah, as you um, 
as you uh, get closer, you see a sign, and in the Orcish script, you uh, you you can make out that the town is named uh, Odmina. Odmina. Mm-hmm. O D M E N A. Um. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, it says that it was founded. Uh, oh crud. When was the great reparations? <laughs> in, in in common, it means built on scorch mark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill everyone in that town. Yeah, she didn't destroy the entire town. Even destroy. Uh, yeah, founded um, uh, fifteen AG. So Did I even this... kill anyone in that town? Yes. Yes. Did I? Yes. I think you killed the mayor, but that was it. I want the DM to weigh in. I don't think I killed that many people. Yeah, you killed you killed the uh, grieving widow. Who also murdered Widower. people. She murdered people. She deserved she. to die. I stand by Widower. my Widower, yes. <laughs> I, also, it's, it's been too long. I'd have to go back to the tapes. Right. Also, my Facebook history did bring up the real town of McKinney that we found on our trip. <laughs> I saw that the other day, and I was like, oh, we're going to go uh, through there. Not too long. <laughs> I can't believe we found a real town with a burnout house in it called a It was pretty perfect. I know, right? I can't believe you found it on a day trip. Well, we were down in Gatlinburg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Week, I, thought right? it was, I thought it was local. No, it was Gatlinburg trip. No, we specifically hunted for that on the way down because it had recently happened and I was tickled by the thought of it. And just... <laughs> <laughs> the kismet of finding all of that in one place is just what? Yeah. Um, anywho, I forgot to mention it is the 23rd of planting. It is a Queen's Day, Fantasy Tuesday. Um, you just said it was. Oh, no. Okay. Because we slept. Sweet Campton. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yes. um, so I, you make you make your way into Odmina. Uh, and uh, you see. Uh, yeah, you see. Um, uh, you know, a variety of uh, timber buildings uh, lining the street. Uh, you, you I mean the vast majority of the people that live here are orcs. You also see a few goblins, but there's 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 some humans that live here as well. But uh, by and large, uh, it is a, a orcish town. Um, uh, and right there along the side of the road, you find a kind of uh, nice, uh, uh, cozy-looking tavern. Um, that is uh, made of half timber, half timber wood, and overlooks the lake. Okay. Uh, what do you all do? Um, do they have stables? Let's see if they have rooms first. Yeah. Um, they might be full because of the army. All right. So. Uh, <clears throat> are very empty because of the army. Mm. Uh, uh, so uh, you uh, you pull up um, in front of the in front of the inn. Uh, a a young maybe like adolescent uh, orc lad uh, who's just kind of sitting on the step pops up and rushes over to you and says, uh, "You staying? You staying here tonight?" He says, in uh, common. Do you have rooms open? He nods. Then yeah. Then yes. He says. Uh, I take your. I'll take your. I'll take your horses. Um, I'll go with you. You know, I want to 
maintain the horses myself. That's a weird way to put it, but that's what I want. Okay. Air for rotate, yeah, brush them down. <laughs> curry, curry the horses. Right? All right. So he he he, uh, he detach. He takes your uh, uh, stable or your your uh, horses and your cart uh, into the stables. Uh, he puts the cart up uh, kind of next to a couple other carts there nearby. In the parking lot. Do they have space yeah. for a dog? Uh, in the stable, of course. There's always space for a dog. Always space for a dog in the stable. He's a big, he's a big boy. He's a big fluffy good boy. Uh, he's an angelic good boy. Um, he's a little angel. He's a little lawful good boy. He's a uh, cool little angel. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, the orc uh, lets little orc lab lets you take care of the animals um, when you you bring in Winchester and he just kind of looks really amused, like amused slash interested in with the halo. The kid does. Yeah. Mm. On the dog, I tell. Uh, I, I tell. Uh, and he starts speaking at the dog in Orcish, uh, which Nithis, uh, you understand, uh, is basically he's basically just saying, "Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> yes, you are." Uh, uh, all right. So, um, the rest of you, uh, I assume, head into the tavern. Yep. All right, so uh, you head in. Uh, you see, um, it's it's just after lunch hour, so there's a few locals that are there uh, finishing up their meals. A uh, a uh, a tall, um, kind of middle-aged orc man uh, with uh, with uh, kind of long uh, red hair and like uh, kind of braided into a, um, a a long braid in the front of him with a, kind of a golden clasp, uh, and he's wearing a very fine clothing, kind of. Waves you over to the to the bar. Uh, he says, uh, "Hello, welcome to the Cracked Cup." He says, uh, "Rooms for a lot of you this evening." Yes, please. Yeah. He squints his eyes. He says, "Hey, weren't you here a few weeks ago?" Yep, it was great. I said we had to come back here. He says, "Well." Well, thank you much. He says, I'll take a little, a little off your room rate. He says, uh, there'll be uh, five silver, four silver from you, ma'am. Sure. I give him four silver. And if you'd like some entertainment in exchange for a room, I'd be happy to provide. I don't know if you already have someone in residence. He kind of looks down and he says, uh, hmm. what kind of stuff you play? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um, you know, ballads. I can put on a show of acrobatics. Uh, you know, bar? Typical, yeah. typical bar entertainment. Yeah, so any local specialties you'd like to request? I can, I can try and learn it in time for the show. He says, uh, "You play anything folks can dance to?" Oh, absolutely. He says, why don't you put on a little show here and we'll, we'll see what your room rate's going to be. One of these times I'm going to absolutely just shit the bed on this performance check. And... <laughs> we'll get run out of town. Yeah. Uh, nine. What'd you roll for that? Was it a two? A three. <laughs> you're like you're like Babe Ruth pointing at the, in, in, at the field with that roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He said he just kind of his face kind of sours a little bit. He's like, ah, he says full rate for you. No offense, my friend, but <laughs> sorry. He says uh, that's really not the kind of music we like here. <laughs> All right. What was it? Five silver. Uh, he says, uh, we just finished lunch, though. Uh, we still have some leftovers from that if you all are hungry. Yes, that would be great. Wait, what was it? <laughs> uh, he says, well, it was uh, he says it was roasted mutton with dried parsnip. He says, I pair it with a tankard of perry. I don't know why I asked because that wasn't going to change my mind, but yes. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, point, I like food. <laughs> point of order. Have you guys had parsnips in real life? They're disgusting. Yeah, they really are. Super disgusting. I cannot think of a time that I've had them. I, I know. Thanksgiving dinner, probably. That's the only time you. I tried them because I was like, I should eat more fruit because I just eat junk. And then I was like, nope. Not parsnips. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I didn't mean fruit. I meant like things Veggies. that aren't on food. <laughs> Think, things that don't come in a, a plastic package. <laughs> things that don't be reheated. Things that grow from the soil. Veggies or. Starches, tuber, right? Because they grow like carrots. Yeah, maybe. And I think they're. I think they're kind of. Um, yeah, they're starches. Okay, right? so they're not. It's not like eating a carrot. It's like eating a potato. More turnipy, yeah. I think. Yeah, they Sorry. just they do taste awful, though. Sorry, I I totally derailed that. <laughs> Nithis walks in to the inn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, you see your companions over talking to a well-dressed orc uh, at, the, at the bar. I will join them. All right, five silver. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, he sits down some uh, lunch for the lot of you. Uh, um, oh, uh, 88, are you going to try to see if you can just stay in the common room or are you going to pay for a room? No, I, I gave him five silver. Okay. Um, uh anyway uh as you all are sitting down um uh he says uh enjoy your meal uh he says you just stay in the night i'm guessing yes yep. mm -hmm. passing through he says yeah it's pretty pretty rare that we have anybody stay for more than one what's the deal with the big uh tent city outside the city uh he says uh imperial army why are they here he says, he says, they've only been here a day or so. I think they'll be moving on soon. Where do they come from? The east. Going to the west, I'm assuming? Probably. Where would they have been stationed? Question, he says, he shrugs. He says, he says, uh, not my business. Just so strange. I would have assumed that the Imperial Army would be stationed in or around. Well, it's not the entire Imperial Army. It's just like a contingent, a regiment. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you 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 would you would gather from a quick count as you're coming up that it's probably about a thousand. Oh, okay. That's not as many as I was imagining. Yeah, it's just you know when your town's only got like. 150 people, <laughs> a thousand people in the edge. It looks like, like a <laughs> yeah. much bigger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and the bar barkeep says, Oh, one more thing. He says, uh, he says, he says, try to stay in the walls at night. He says, don't go, don't go roaming around out there. 
Why yeah. are there monsters? Have you seen any weird crops of trees? Uh, yes, to your first question. I don't think I quite understand your second. You would, if you had, you'd understand it. Yeah. What kind of monsters do you guys have trouble with? He says the sort that come out at night. He says the sort that when people when people are outside when they shouldn't be, they don't come back. <clears throat> hmm. Sounds like we might have a job in town. Is that basically par for the course, though? Yeah, it sounds like most monsters. For a lot of the world. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. This world's just dangerous. Mm-hmm. Especially this part of it. Weakened as it was by the Ten Generation War. Cool. Yeah. He says, well, I'll, I'll leave you to your privacy and your dinner. If you need anything, just let me know. He says, my name's Gawalt. Gawalt. What's the name of the end again? The Crack Cup. Crack <clears throat> All right, so uh, midday, you all are sitting at the Crack Cup eating your lunch. Um, what do you, what do you all, what all do you, what do you all do? Um, I'll, I'll go up to the owner and ask him about any shops around the area. He says, uh, he says, yeah, we have, we got a shop across the street to sell the basic provisions. He says, uh, if you're looking for farming supplies, he says, there's a shop nearby that does that. He says, of course you got a, you know, blacksmith, uh, farrier, et cetera. The basic stuff, nothing fancy. We don't have any of those, you know, magic item shops that they have in the city <laughs> or anything like that. Hmm. Well, it's... bookstores. What's that? Do you have any bookstores? <laughs> uh, we could just wander the town too. And... He said he shakes his head glumly. Yeah. Oh, bummer. He says we get tinkerers that come in through the uh, from time to time with books and various uh, baubles. I was just wondering because my friend picked up this book and it's in the middle of a series. So, what book's that? Uh, the Ballad of the Ice Prince. Oh, he says you're reading the Ballad of the Ice Prince, huh? Mm. Well, he pulls out a copy that he's got behind the bar and sets it down. Says I, he says, I'm only halfway through. I really don't know how Aubrey's going to get through this one. <laughs> I just started. I'm a little... I'm still catching up. I do want to get my hands on the on the first... Was it the first four books in the series? This, this is the fourth first, book. First three books of the series. I might. I feel like I should start from the beginning. He says, you haven't read the first three? Oh, yeah. He says, I mean, how... <laughs> you don't even know how Aubrey got her spark yet, do you? No. I know nothing. <laughs> completely lost. <laughs> he says, I tell you what, he says, uh, hold on a sec. He kind of, he, he, goes, he leaves and he uh, into the back room and he comes back a few minutes later. Uh, he says, uh, somebody left a copy of the first book in the series here a few weeks ago. He says, uh, you know, they never came back to claim it. So you, you can have it if you want. Ooh, that would be great. Thank you. Hands you a book, uh, Spark in the Tinderbox by Vera Bloom. On the cover, you see a fighter with a sword in one hand shooting a fiery bolt out of her other. 
Can I borrow it when you're done, Glenn? Sure. Um, one last question. Is the lake safe to swim in? Oh, yeah, yeah. He says uh, during the day. Yeah, during the day, of course. Yeah, he says, actually, I'm just kidding. You can, you can swim out there at night if you want. <laughs> just a little bartender humor, you know, innkeeper humor. Thanks. Just, just don't go out into the grasslands yeah. at night. Sharp cat. Sorry. <laughs> Abby kitties. <clears throat> okay. Well, do you guys want to walk around town or go swim? Uh, we can do a boat. Walk around town for a bit and like an hour swim before dinner and then dinner and then Right. So you you all you all take into town, uh, and five minutes later you're ready to swim. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's about 150 people here. Uh, you know, there's uh, this is the only inn in town. There's a couple of like you said, just basic sundry shops, uh, and obviously there's houses for the people that work in them and the people that farm around here, uh, and for the guards. There are you do you do see um. Your fair share of guards, um, none of which they also to be patrolling, uh, but you do see them just kind of wandering around the uh, uh, not the intact, they don't seem to be patrolling the inside of town, but more the kind of the walls, just kind of keeping an eye out on the uh, surrounding lands. Do I hear anybody playing music or singing? Uh, and hmm? roll me a d20 and tell me what you get. I can find a damn deep. Oh, I got a 20. <clears throat> yeah. Well, then, yeah. Uh, as you are, as you are walking down to the lake, um, uh, you hear uh, kind of a, a, a voice that's singing this very pretty, almost aria. That kind of gives you an idea. I will uh, kind of find, try to find the source of the song. Okay. Um, so uh, you, the rest of you, did you just the rest of you head to the lake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I've got kind of that distracted, like, you guys go ahead, I'll, um, I'll catch up. Because mm-hmm. I wander off <laughs> towards the music. Blindly. Don't get murdered. Yeah, yeah, you too. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the, the ah. swimming. Can I go uh, with him? Right. I imagine uh, both 88 and <laughs> and Gwen probably don't enjoy swimming. <laughs> as a rule. So 88 looks at Nithis and um, Brindley and says, should I go with him? Or will he be okay on his own? Wouldn't hurt. <clears throat> I think it's up to you, whichever you prefer. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'll follow Gwen. Have fun. <laughs> Right. When we get close enough to the lake, I uh, strip down to my shorts and t-shirt and take a running cannonball into the lake. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. All right. So you, you get down there, and surprisingly, there's like a little man-made beach with sand. Uh, you see a couple of uh, see a couple of works uh, mm-hmm. out there sunbathing uh, on the on the shores of it. None of them wearing any clothing at all. Apparently, that's just not a thing people in this town do. They seem unbothered by your presence. Uh, what about you, Brindley? 
Friendly so was very serious. So <laughs> Nithis, Nithis was, um, you know, like strip, strips down and like just like runs and cannonballs into the lake, uh, just running past a group of uh, naked orcs that are sunbathing. I imagine that knowing that everyone goes swimming, um, Brindley after lunch had like put on her swimsuit underneath. Mm-hmm. So she off her clothes, goes into the lake, follows Nithis into the lake, lays down a towel. <laughs> All right, uh, so you 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 venture in, wade into the water, uh, which is very cool and refreshing. And then uh, I'm gonna dive in and swim around. All right. It doesn't come up for 15 minutes. It freaks everyone out. <laughs> what? That's not normal. She says. <laughs> <laughs> you can just hold my breath for a long time. Yeah. It's not, not the wrong totally about humans that. are totally humans are good swimmers. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, meanwhile, eighty-eight and Gwen, uh, Gwen, you walk on a little path. Uh, there's there's a few more trees down here near the water, uh, on the edge of town, and you walk through the path, uh, and you find um, uh, sitting on a kind of a large rock that overlooks the lake, uh, and and singing just this really beautiful song. You see this um, uh, very uh, young orc woman. Uh, who's sitting there just singing to no one in particular. Uh, and when she notices you coming, she kind of stops suddenly and looks a little embarrassed. Oh, please don't stop on my account. Then Your song is very beautiful. Uh, she says, um, th- thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, do I do I know you? Oh no, no, we're um, we're visitors to town, and and I'm a um, I'm a worshiper of a, a god called Chalik. You probably haven't heard of him. Uh, her eyes kind of dart from your weapons to your faces, and kind of back to your weapons again. She says, Chalik, is the god? Yes. Yeah, he's a god of you know entertainment and poetry and song and just really whatever we can do to, to entertain each other and um i heard your song and wanted to you know see if i could hear it and and, and maybe learn it because we're all we're we're very into learning new things all right uh, roll me a persuasion check at disadvantage hmm. oh two Uh, 17. That's with disadvantage? Yep. Hmm. 11 and a 15 I rolled. Um, she says, uh, you want to listen to me sing? Yeah, and, and I'm happy to, you know, teach you the song too, if you'd like. And... But yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to hear more of your song. Um, she kind of looks at the two of you and she says come back without weapons okay <laughs> I mean to put it you put you in her shoes I mean she's just saying her minor girl in business singing a song and two heavily armed people came to yeah. the woods speaking a language that she barely understands <laughs> uh, okay 
Well, our friends are down by the lake, so we'll just go dump our stuff with them and, and come right back. If you'd like to stay, I can simply take your weapons. Okay, that's even better. I give 88 my stuff. Okay. I take his stuff. Goes into the velvet bag of holding. If you should need help, scream loudly, and then I will turn around and walk back to the beach. <laughs> that's a that's a good general rule, eighty-eight. <laughs> uh, so uh, she looks at you, Gwen, and she says she seems a little more comfortable now that you know you're not carrying a bunch of weapons, and she is much bigger than you. So <laughs> uh, she kind of points to a, another rock a few feet away from her, and she says, "Sit." I sit down. I kept my loot, just in case. Well, I don't think she thinks that that's a deadly weapon. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently the innkeeper didn't like it too much. <laughs> now, if you had a pen, she'd be worried, because as everyone knows, the pen is mightier than the sword. So, oh. <laughs> It's a Sean-level joke. Yep. All right, so... Um, she says, uh, Song is an orcish. She says, um, it is about great slaughter of our people from long ago. And then our, she says, word, um, she says, come up again. And so she sings the song for you again. Uh, roll me a performance check with disadvantage. Oh, that's bad. Ten. All right. You really enjoy the song performance, but uh, since it's in another language, it's just real hard to get your mind around how to so how to like actually you know, form the syllables and stuff like that. So um, you know the melody, uh, but you don't know the words. I, I ask her, uh, you know, can I, 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 I don't, I don't know your language, so I, I can't, I can't sing it, but um, would you mind if I try to play along with my lute? She knows. That roll me a performance check. With disadvantage again? No. Now you're just playing a playing a song on the lute that you know. Uh, Eleven, not great. Need practice. All right, so you play the music. She sings while you play the lute, and at the end of it, she says, "She says, is good, not bad for first time." <laughs> I'll 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 certainly practice. Thank you very much for teaching me. Mm -hmm. All right. Meanwhile, back at the beach, uh, y'all um, are in the water, and you see eighty-eight uh, come. Uh, walking back to the shore uh, without <laughs> Gwyn. <laughs> no, you put him in the bag of holding, so. <laughs> hey, 88, where's Gwen? Sorry. He is making a new friend. Oh, that's good. You want to go swimming? I do not really swim. Okay. Look what I can do, and I bring the bee shape into a river otter and start swimming around. 
That is very cute. I make happy otter noises. I'll sit uh, down in the sand next to Brindley's towel. Uh, the two sunbathing orcs kind of look at each other when you do that. Shrug and then just can, like <laughs> close their eyes again. <laughs> Alright, so you swim around as an otter. It's it's delightful. I imagine it's all the fun. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so uh, after a few hours in the water, your skin's uh, red from the sun. Uh, you figure it's probably time to come out. Uh, what, yep. what do you what What do you all do next? I uh, I did want to stay on the beach my... until I dry out. Yeah. Right. I did. I did want to introduce myself to the lady I was singing with, and I, I guess I mean that wouldn't take the whole time, so I'd end up back. I'd invite yeah, her after after, after she after she plays it. Uh, <clears throat> uh, she excuses herself. And... Okay. I, I I tell her. Well, thank you. My name is Gwen. Nice meeting you. Yeah, she says uh, Frega, and then uh, just nods, and then. Starts walking back towards town. Then she frees off, and I will head to join my friends for lose lose ten experience points, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think the hold swim. They'd probably swim swim like little crocodiles. Yeah. Little crocodile hops. Yep. All right. So you all swim and have a good time uh, coming out of the water. Uh, by the time you get out of the water, you're all you're there at the beach by yourself. Yay! Chris, what would I roll to make sandcastles? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Um, hmm. I would say dexterity, with proficiency, since you have. Uh, it's kind of wood carving. Smith. It's kind of in that. I'll leave it up to you if you think you have proficiency or not. But it'd be a dexterity check. Why is the dice roller not working? And and as I'm swimming, I'm singing the ancient song of my. There we go. The swimming song of my people, which is da 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 da. Uh, fourteen. <laughs> yeah, you make a pretty nice sandcastle there. Uh, describe the castle. What's uh, it has castle parts. <laughs> no, no, like, is it big and elaborate? Is it just kind of blocky shapes? Do you try to make it look like anything in particular? It's mostly blocky shapes. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to bring him a bunch of little shells to decorate it with. Um, Nithis, as you come out of the water mm -hmm. and you look down at the wet sand on the beach, uh, you see a toy horse with blood on it sitting there on the sand. Um, <laughs> She's a witch! <laughs> uh, but then when you you kind of blink uh, and then it's it's gone. <laughs> Uh, do 
the surroundings look similar to my nightmare? Just just the wet yeah, just the wet sand mm. just kind of just triggers that same you know, because that was on a beach as well. Uh just sort of Yeah, you, you thought it was there for a second, but it's it's not. It, you just I wrote down dream trauma question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like, but I only I pause for like a several seconds, but once I realize it's not really there, I shake my head and continue walking. What's the D and D equivalent of Thorazine? I think we might have some problems. What? What's Thorazine? It's an antipsychotic. Oh. <laughs> All right, so you uh, you all come out of the water, uh, and then I'm assuming head back to the hotel for dinner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. When you uh, come into the cracked cup, uh, there is a uh, just a hair over six foot tall, um, broad shouldered human woman in plate mail uh, with a cape uh, in the royal colors. Uh, and she's in conversation with uh, Gawalt. Uh, and uh, she says, so as you, as you come in, you, you just get the tail end of it. Uh, she's like, and that's something you can do? And he just nods and he says, uh, he says it, it is no burden, he says, assuming the, assuming the coin is right. She nods and she pulls out a coin purse that she drops on the, uh, drops on the counter and he Picks it up and he says, oh, this will do nicely. Thank you. Does it seem like a lot of coin? Uh, not, like a, not, not like, not like, not like, not nearly as much as you all got recently, no. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but for this t- town of this size, it's a pretty hefty pouch. Okay. Um, and as you all come in uh, and overhear that, uh, she turns uh, and kind of takes a lot of you in. Hello. <laughs> you nod. She says, "Citizen." Uh, she uh, she goes to leave, uh, but stops for a second, and then kind of looks at you, Gwen. Uh, she says, uh, "She says, is that a loot on your back?" Yes. Or you're just happy to see me. I uh, stop. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it just happened. I, I imagine Nithis was standing um, directly behind Gwen when she I said Nithis that. actually said it. Yeah. And, uh, and the commander and, stops, looks at you, Nithis, and then just kind of gives like a half, just sort of snort, <laughs> like clearly trying to hold in a laugh and failing slightly. <laughs> And and Gwen just completely doesn't get it. Troy with celebratory whiskey. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, even though those words don't work together. Um, she says, she just she just shakes her head a little bit and says, uh, <laughs> she says, I notice your holy symbol. She says, you worship Chalik. I do. And she says, and that is a loot on your back. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, would you like a song? <laughs> she says, uh, She says, are you otherwise occupied this evening? Um, no, no, I, I was just going to hang out. Are you asking 
She says, uh, how would you feel about putting on a, a, a show for a, a thousand or so troops that are in need of a morale boost? Oh, that sounds wonderful, actually. What time would you like me? I'm assuming you mean the tent city outside the, outside yeah. the town. What time would you like me to show up? Or should I follow you there now? She says, two hours. <clears throat> sounds perfect. Um, she says, we'll have a, a mage there to magically amplify your voice. Great. Are we invited? Oh yeah, can my friends come? She says, do you all play, do you, are you a band? Do you all play instruments? No, no. we're moral support. No. She says, no, I have no problem with that. Oh. Uh, she says, uh, two hours, see you there. And then she Great. Runs. Thank you for the uh, opportunity. Uh, she says, if you get stopped on the edge, uh, let them know that uh, Commander Tesson, <clears throat> uh, T-E-S-O-N, uh, sent you. So, and great. I will see you in two hours. <clears throat> Guys, I got a gig. Stop. <laughs> so proud. I'm pretty happy. You did such a good job with that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really do anything other than stand here with the loot on my back. You did everything you needed to do. But apparently, you know, Apparently, people like loots. You no just project this air of confidence about it, I think. And that's why she was drawn to you. Nithis is still laughing, and she walks to the bar <laughs> to get a whiskey. Is she drunk already? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hilarious. Sun drunk, maybe. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that does happen. You do get giddy after that. Uh, all right, so... Uh, uh, Gawalt nods and give, uh, pours you a whiskey. Uh, he says, uh, hmm, putting on a show out there, huh? Oh, uh, he's, sorry, I'm, he's saying it. I'm he was saying sorry. It. He's talking to me? He's talking to the four of you. Oh, putting on a show? What do you mean? For the troops? Yeah. Oh, him, yeah. I believe he means Gwen. Yeah, just me. <clears throat> They're in they, my my friends are enthusiastic, but their skills lie in other areas. He says, uh, he says, he says they're he says they're mostly humans. He says they'll probably appreciate your music. <laughs> I I learned a lovely orchestra song today. I can't I can't sing it, but uh, I can play it. He says, "Well, give me a taste of it." Um, Brindley coughs really loudly and casts underneath it cast guidance. On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gawalt so go go has the uh, good graces to not notice. <laughs> and what does guidance do? Is it D4? D4. All right, I will do a performance check, which apparently none of my friends has any faith in. Well, hey, I thought the last two. We saw the last one. <laughs> don't, don't blame me for. Right. Uh, dirty 20. All right, so having practiced it now a couple times, you feel a little more confident as you pull off your lute and play this sort of haunting melody that uh, you had heard earlier today. Um, much to your surprise, at the end of the song, you see Gawalt, and he's actually got some tears running down his cheeks. Oh, I hope it wasn't that bad. <laughs> he says, he says, it, it, it just, uh, 
It's a very special song to our people. Hmm. Oh. He says, you played it well. He says, you just learned it today? Yes. <clears throat> yes, says, a lovely, lovely young lady named Triga taught me. She was singing. It was ah, he says, that explains much. Yeah, he says, I know Frigga. Of course, I know everyone in this town. <laughs> <laughs> you could hardly do otherwise, I think. <laughs> she has a beautiful voice. Yes. Well, it's not, it's not um, offensive or, or anything if I play it, is it? He says, uh, maybe um, play it with um, consideration for your surroundings. He says it is a it is a song of sadness and a song of triumph. Yeah, so don't play it tonight. <laughs> well, no, no. I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to try out anything new, especially on an out of town crowd. But, but I will try to, you know, I will try to play that song with uh, with consideration for its uh, its story. You know, as he says, it's all I can ask, and he pours you a drink. He says, "This one's on the house." Oh, thank you. In a halfling size cup, unfortunately. <laughs> that so joke insistent. is not going away. I love that <laughs> joke. The whole world actually accommodates you. You're just so <laughs> insistent on not being accommodated. <laughs> I, I, I put salt on my hamburger. <laughs> All right. So, um, is there anything, anything? Is there anything that anybody would like to do? Uh, before the performance. Um, I actually won't be joining you guys, probably. I'm pretty worn out. Really? Yeah. Oh. But it'll be fun. That's all right. Okay. I imagine there will be lots of drinking and singing and stomping of feet. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful time. Maybe you can find a soldier to beat up casually. They love that shit, I hear. As a sorcerer, all the time. I don't know that that would be all that fun for me. I mean, you might trick them with magic or something. I don't know. They usually frown upon that. Yeah. If they're sober enough to tell. <laughs> Fair enough. I know how soldiers like to drink. No, I'll be staying here tonight. <laughs> also, which character are you playing, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I'm just trying Align to get my check. friend to come with me. <laughs> Alignment check. <laughs> Let's go beat up some drunken sailors, said Calamity to everybody. <laughs> I love it. I didn't say it would be great to beat them up. I just thought that maybe she'd enjoy it. <laughs> All right. It's a lot more about her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 88. Uh, Brindley and Gwyn, you all are heading uh, to the outskirts of town, to the soldier encampment. Uh, there's nothing else you guys wanted to do before then? Oh. Alright. Alright, and then Nithis, what are you doing while they are leaving? I am going to meditate. Just sit quietly and try to figure out maybe what the hell's going on in my brain. Because it's real weird. This shouldn't be happening. <clears throat> All right. We'll come back to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gwyn. 
uh, you, uh, you, 88, and Brindley head out to the encampment on the edge of town, uh, which is uh, which actually is on both sides of the road, heading east uh, out of town. Uh, as you as you walk out, you see the sun dipping uh, below the horizon, uh, and you uh, as you get to the edge as you get to the edge of the encampment on the road, uh, a couple of guards are sitting there, and one of them kind of looks up and lazily says, "Who goes there?" Mm. Uh, Commander Tessin asked us to come by and, and perform for, I guess, your troops. He looks and he says, oh, you must be the entertainment. <clears throat> yes, I have a loot. You know, it's, he says, well, yeah, he says the uh, soldiers are uh, really looking forward to the show. So Great. He kind of gestures. He points, he points off uh, to the uh, south side of the road where there is, in fact, a, uh, a gathering of people uh, that are kind of sitting, uh, getting like kind of getting uh, set up in kind of a listening formation uh, and a small stage in the front of them. Come in. <laughs> yes. They head up uh, to the stage. Uh, the stage itself is not much more oh, than before uh, he heads up to the stage. I give him a little guidance. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, do it. It'd be great. Um, uh, before you get up on the stage, uh, Commander Tessin uh, comes over to the three of you uh, and says, "Ah, punctual. Just how we like it here in the in the army." <clears throat> uh, she says, "Um." Now, uh, upbeat songs, if you would be so kind. Nothing too sad. Uh, this is a morale booster, after all. So, no singing of lost loves or people back home or anything like that. Yeah, got it. Yeah, we don't want to provoke any homesickness. You know, she says. Uh, she says these soldiers are well heading to a probably a long, long encampment. They're going to be away from home for a while. So. She says, uh, "Make it, make it good for them." I will. I will give it a shot. Uh, do you have a place for my friends to sit? And uh, she says yes, and she actually gestures, gestures towards a uh, kind of an open-faced tent uh, to the side that has uh, four plush uh, chairs inside of it. Uh, and she says, uh, "Didn't you have another friend?" She decided she was going to uh, take the time to be by herself. She says, well, uh, she says, uh, she looks at you, 88, and you, Brendan, she says, you, you'll be sitting with me. Sounds good. And she leads you over to uh, to the tent, and she takes a seat uh, and gestures towards the two of the other three there next to her. <laughs> All right. Eighty-eight. Which seat do you take? The, do you take the one that's between Brindley and the commander, or the one that's on the other side of Brindley? I will sit between them. <laughs> Excellent. I like how we were able to bring the socially awkward to the fantasy world. <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, what kind of music are you starting with? Uh, Gwen. Um, well, I figured I'll check in with the sound guy, make sure that he's uh, 
he's all made up. Um, and I think I would, um, I would start with something rousing, given the, given given what we've been listening for. I, I imagine there are some kind, there are, um, kind of like a. A, a, a clappy, stompy kind of sing-along song about um, Calamity, the hero of New Haven, and uh, some of the, what would you call them, the, the mischievous acts of, uh, of that, given, given that 88 was, uh, was reading the book, it probably prompted something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as, you, uh, as, you, as you get closer to the stage, um a person in kind of the royal garb, but not wearing armor, uh, comes up to you. Uh, uh, she says, hi, hi uh, my name is Mara. She says, I'll be doing the sound and pyrotechnics for your show. Um, pyrotechnics. Uh, she says, um, she gives you a, uh, a, a kind of a magical, a, 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 a little uh, hand-sized rock that's perfectly spherical and smooth. Uh, and she says, just sing into this and it'll project to the entire audience. All right. Uh, she says, any sort of hints about what you're going to sing about so I can uh, prepare my illusion magic? Um, yeah, I mean, I... Yes, Matt, you have questions. <laughs> I imagine I... stand for the rock or is he supposed to yeah. hold it while playing the loop? Oh, I guess he's holding the loop. I guess, yeah, she's like, oh, there's a, there's a rock stand up there. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this, is, this is a rock stand. <laughs> um, it doesn't just levitate in front of me. Um, <clears throat> says, no, but that would have been much cooler. I wish I would have thought of that first. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, some, of, some of your bigger venues, they have the levitating rock, but it's okay. I can work with it. Because uh, <laughs> it's good enough for government work. Yeah. I don't know. I imagine Quite that. Met, I imagine I've got some kind of a upbeat set list, so I would just kind of run her through what I what I was planning on planning on singing. Okay. All right. So um, I want you to make me. I think this is like your tenth performance check of the session. It's yeah. really been a performance savvy session, uh, but this time with advantage. And don't forget your D four that you're going to add to it from guidance. Uh, the advantage coming from the the rousing pyrotechnic show that uh, this mage is doing for you. <laughs> Ooh, uh, okay, math, Sean, math, 21. All right. <clears throat> All right, so um, the, uh, the, you start playing, and then the crowd really gets into it. Uh, the, uh, kind of viewing it from um, 88 and Brindley's perspective. Uh, yeah, so Gwen goes up there, uh, he talks to this person, and then uh, he starts singing, there's just this big burst of light in the air and like all these cool like kind of abstract shapes and then they uh turn into various um elements of the song so there's a song where he's singing about dragons and there's of course this big green dragon that flies over the crowd and stuff like that it's it's fairly entertaining and fairly rousing um uh what's your reaction to it i tap my foot um, I just try to follow the commander's lead because I don't want to make a spectacle of myself. It means I'm a lot quieter than I want to be. <laughs> so as the it looks as a the, little painful. <laughs> so as the music's going, uh, the commander says, um, 
So, uh, she says, just making conversation. So, where are you all heading to? Uh, well, yeah. She nods. She says, we just came through there. Cool. How, how long ago were you there? Just like a couple days. Uh, she says, yeah, just a few days. Cool. We had to pick up a, pick up a, a garrison that was stationed there. Would I have known that garrison was there? Probably, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Your cat is ridiculous, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I want. He's a maniac. Maniac. The funny thing is when I was there feeding him last week and like he just wouldn't <laughs> I, I would open the door, he would look at me and he would just run under the couch immediately and refuse to come he out. Was, he was so mad when I got home. It took him 30 minutes to come out and make eye contact with me. And even Aww. then he wouldn't get on my lap for a little while longer. He felt betrayed that it wasn't Maybe. me coming through that door. <laughs> Didn't you? Uh, she says um, she says uh she says, so are you all adventurers? I guess is maybe my next question. Yes. Yeah. Definitely she's, novice adventurers. Novice, she says. Well, she says, you certainly have a, a bravery in, in spades if you're, uh, if you're making your way through the countryside with just the four of you. I mean, we're pretty cool. She says, uh, have you encountered anything along the road that we should know about between here and Carthol, which is I'm, I'm assuming where you're coming from. Uh, not really, but if you randomly see like a bunch of trees that are like dead and gross looking, don't go into them. She says, okay. <laughs> if you are going west past New Haven, be careful of shadow... Uh, Shadowed sword boundaries. Shadowed sword boundaries. She says, uh, "Encountered a few of those in my during my career." Ooh. No, there are a lot of you. I'd imagine most of the stuff that would bother us would be bothering you. She nods. She says, "It's always good to have, to have a lay of the land. Good scouts are, are worth their weight in gold." She says, um, what, "What plans after?" After East Hill. Um, the first one to go somewhere. I don't remember where it was. I believe then, we're going to visit Altaria. And then right. possibly further towards the coast. Hmm. She says, uh, well, between you, me, and the tent, she says, uh, if you don't want to get conscripted, you probably should make yourself scarce out of this country soon. Is conscription a thing? It can be during hard times of war. Good lord. <laughs> she says, uh, we're heading she says we're heading to Krelson. She says the city's under siege. We heard about that. That sucks. She knows. She says it's not surprising. She says we were already on our way there when we got the news. Also just for what it's worth, I would be a horrible soldier. <laughs> she yeah. chuckles. She says, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not here to conscript a lot of you. She says, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully Windhaven comes to its senses. Here he is. Wouldn't bet on it. 
she says, but but who knows? She says it's strange times we live in. Very strange. And she says, kind of looking at the small kobold playing music while <laughs> there's giant spectral dragons in the sky. <laughs> what? Uh, she uh, she says, well, um, best of luck in your journeys. You Thank too. You. Hopefully, hopefully it'll all be over by the time you guys get there. She smiles and she says, I don't think we're that lucky, but I appreciate the uh, the sentiment. You're welcome. Uh, and she says, um, she says, are you going through the flaming woods to get to Altaria? She says, are you going north around them? Probably go through them. Um, <laughs> I hear they're nice time here. It's just just be careful, she says. There are foul things wander in the woods. There are foul things everywhere. She says, <laughs> she says that's not a bad point. But thank you for the heads up. All right. Uh is there anything else anybody wants to ask the commander before Gwen's performance ends? Right. Gwen, you finish your performance too. Rapturous applause, hooting and hollering, cheering. From a thousand people, a thousand people. It's so loud. You've never had a reaction to a performance like this before. What do you do? <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Clear your throat loudly into the into the uh, echo mic. <laughs> Luckily, Gwen is not a middle-aged human. Um, <clears throat> I think I would do one. Um, you know, thank you, thank everybody uh, for coming out. Say a quick prayer to Chalik to myself, and do um, <clears throat> and do one like big glass barn burner, and uh, <laughs> and do a, a kind of a flip off the stage at the end and. And a, and a you, flip off the, you flip off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> a flippity Rude. flippity, not a bird flip. Smashes <clears throat> his loot. Yeah, no. <laughs> that shit's expensive. <laughs> and then that's the show. Yay. That was a very good show, Gwen. Thank you. Gwen, you did so good. There are so many people. I know. It's the first time playing for a crowd this big. If yeah, I were you, I would have been so nervous. I would have probably just like passed out. I have faith that Chalik was going to help me out. May That's I good. ask, why did that one soldier throw their underpants at you? <laughs> I have no idea. He's far too young for that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it... I'll tell you guys on the way home. They seemed happy about it, though, so I think it's in a, a, a you know a way there. Maybe it's the human method for applauding, but I thought they just you know did that. I don't know. There was lots of that too. Yeah, yeah, and that, that I'm comfortable with, but the undergarments not so much. Brinley's is more interested in their speculations than studying them straight. Although now that I know, I, I apparently have to buy more undergarments to throw at people when they do things well. 
Nithis is gonna react so poorly to that. <laughs> that was a you did a great job killing that ogre. <laughs> <laughs> Underwear throw. Nope. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Just, just fresh okay, out of the good. I, I just tacitly encourage it. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Tacitly check. There's, uh... there's really no, there's, there's no reason that Gwen should have fifty pairs of lacy underwear, but he's going to. <laughs> no. Hey, <Howdy. clears throat> oh, oh god, dear. that's so funny, man. <gasps> oh man, oh man, oh man. All right, so um, with that done, you all, uh, uh, Commander Tessin uh, gives you a small pouch, uh, Gwyn. Oh. Um, and inside, you find uh, 10 pieces of platinum. Hey, all right. Oh, that's a lot. Thank you very much, Commander. Toys. <laughs> She says, "You put on a fantastic show." She says, uh, "She says the morale boost is is worth it." Well, I I hope everyone stays safe and uh, and safe journey. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. All right. So, um, you all begin walking back from the camp to town. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Meanwhile, when suddenly, <laughs> when suddenly, uh, back in the uh, cracked cup, are you in your room meditating? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you close your eyes and clear your mind, trying to make sense of trying to make sense of what had happened the previous uh, the two nights ago. Uh, What, uh, so you, you sit there quietly, um, and uh, the first thing you focus on is is the reality, just how real it felt. Like mm -hmm. this wasn't a dream; you were there. If, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't have if you woke up with you know sand in your bed, you wouldn't have been surprised. But the question is, how? That's the kind of is what you circle around. Um. I focus on the toy horse mm -hmm. first and really think about that. And if I can tell if there's any other connections that it would have, if I get any impressions. Um, roll me a, uh, just roll me a straight up intelligence check. Wow. Um, or wisdom. Actually, let's call it wisdom. wisdom. Mm -hmm. I don't think it matters for you, but same either way. It does not. Today sucks. Four. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, yeah, you just, you don't think the toy horse has anything special about it. Okay. Um, but as you're as you're kind of thinking about that toy horse, you hear a voice. It just says, "Kalistar," and you recognize it as a voice you heard in a copse of trees a few weeks ago. 
can I try to withdraw my focus from that and focus on the faces of the Winhavian soldiers? Uh, <laughs> I'm no fragment of your mind to be dismissed. Oh. You opened this connection. It is up to me when to close it. Hmm. Can I talk to this thing? You can try. So did big evil voice in my head send the vision of that person? Do you ask him that? Mm-hmm. He says, no. He says, though I experienced it with you. He says, Enter, you interrupted my, my evening. Well, I mean, I it interrupted my evening as well. So I mean. he says, uh, he says, you cannot blame me for this. It would have happened if I was here or if I wasn't. So, do you know what it was? <laughs> of course, I do. But do you? That's the question. Of course I don't, because I just asked you. Says, Do you know what you are, Kalish Star? I forgot my backstory. Yes, I know what I am. I'm a Kalish Star. So? He says, uh, <laughs> he says you, something your father told you about a story. Did he prepare you for it, though? He says, you who goes peeking into other people's minds so readily. I can't read minds. I can just talk to them. Yet. Oh, really? That's me. So are you like super evil? <laughs> oh, he says, um, <laughs> I'm sure my answer will frustrate you on this one. Moral relativism. He says exactly. He says yeah, good, good, evil. He says these are these are the concepts of a a blind race fumbling for the walls. Ugh, gross. He says your disdain. I can feel it. It sustains me. I. He's gonna live a long fucking time if that's the. Right. <laughs> No, I do my best. I, I think about Brinley really hard and how much she entertains me. And I shove every bit of that at this presence in my head. What happens? He's real quiet for a bit. <laughs> he says, um, unexpected. You've made a friend. Oh, no. <laughs> you just slapped a target on Brinley. <laughs> he says, he says, I assure her she, I have no interest in her. I'm just surprised you've spent so much of your life unable to do such a simple thing as make a friend. How do you know anything about my life? I know everything about you. You opened the door. You let me in. I know what you did. I know who you killed. He says, but these are petty concerns below, below my interests. He says, it is always so nice to have a 
a fly on the web. He says, he says, he says, I am the spider. You are the fly. He says, our connection is the web. So you're going to eat me? Is that what you're saying? That sounds real rude. He says, he says, I have no interest in eating you, just observing you. And is that going to change? Not for now. Hmm. He says, but yes, to answer your, your question before we get on this diversion, it's real. What's real? Which one? He says, the woman with the horse. Who is she? I'm surprised you haven't guessed. She is Kalistar like you are, or was. Why did I have that vision? She, you are just now opening your mind to the greater wonders of what your species can do. He says, you Kalistar are always linked together in ways that you don't quite fathom. Only the greatest among you are able to navigate that. He says, now that you are beginning to see and feel and experience the true potential of your brain, he says, you are fumbling around, he says, and this Kalistar in great distress, such great emotional intensity pulled you to her. He says, but there were others there as well with her, with you. Did you not feel them? It's been several weeks ago. I don't remember. <laughs> Did I? Okay. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> he says, someday you will. He says, little, he says, little Kalistar waking up all over the world, wondering if it was a dream actually happened he says but only you have me how fortunate for you so you can't connect with other Kalistar through me I didn't say that hmm. he says uh, oh there is that familiar disdain again <laughs> You're missing. So do you plan on killing me? Why would I do that? You're the first real entertainment I've had in some time. Oh, so you're a lonely old man. That's cute. Do, do you think this juvenile attempt at hurting me with your words is going to work? I'll try anything at this point. I know. That's what makes it so interesting. Can I feel the presence of this thing in my head? Um, hmm. Like I have a pretty solid grasp of my own mental mm -hmm. landscape, I would say. Can I feel the foreign presence or sense it? While he's talking, you can. Hmm. He says, he says, yes, I'm here always here says even when you can't feel it it's real gross old man i'm i am no man 
mean, it's more of a colloquialism than a direct statement on your being. It is a vast underestimation of what I am. So are you like a god? Nothing, nothing so rigid. I am ancient. That is all you need to know. So essentially right now you're very entertained by me. I can get that much. He says, yes, like, like a child might stare at an ant for a few hours. He says, and then their attention wanders. So, so you're a child, right? That's you just called yourself a uh, child. He says, just double checking. Not a man, you're a child. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. But for right now, you have my interests. Just pray I don't pull out a magnifying glass. Hmm. Could you actually ever hurt me? He says, do you want the answer to that question? Yes. He says, and if I say yes, will you accept it? Or will I, mean, I have to hurt you? I mean, it's really going to inform my further steps. I mean, if you start fucking around with my life, I mean, it'll honestly be either kill me or let me come after you. I have no interest in fucking around with your life, as you so eloquently put it. Then why don't you fuck off? Why are you in my head? He says, you are seeking answers, and I just thought I might give you some. Yeah, you've been mostly oblique throughout this entire conversation so far. He says, he, he, he says, uh, I gave you, I gave you enough to go on. So every time I meditate from now on, you're going to be here. He says, he says, I'm, he says, I'm always there. I'm there when you're not meditating. He says, but he says, if you don't wish the chat, then goodbye. One last question. He says, yes. What was the lightning? Why the lightning? He says, uh, well, he says that has nothing to do with your heritage as a Kalistar. What does it have to do with? He says it has everything to do with you and the storm inside of you. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I plucked it straight from your backstory. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I thought it was a one-time thing. <laughs> he says. He says. Well, he says. <laughs> Have a good evening. And then you no longer feel him there. Do not like. You hear the faint the faint sounds of Gwyn's voice coming off the off the wind. Singing I'm a song. A, I'm having a really good show, and Nithis is a essential an, an evil brain parasite. <laughs> right. You hear you hear the faint sounds of people cheering and stomping and even some shouting of his name. We made the assumption that it was from the Shadowfell, or we know that it was from the Shadowfell. Um you met it in the shadow fell. That's all you know. 
Because that the corpse, the copse of trees was the shadow fell. That yeah, that's that's what you've you that's what the professors thought. Yeah. An overlay. Okay. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I will continue to meditate, mm -hmm. see if it comes back, and nope. try to think about that vision more. Mm -hmm. Any part in particular you want to focus on? Um, the person whose eyes I was seeing through any anything out of her peripheral her. Yeah. Her, mm -hmm. um, her peripheral vision, um, any sensation that might give me an indication of what she was carrying or um, the location of where they were actually at. Um, you, you can recall that her skin was very tanned, like, um, uh, and based off, I mean, it was definitely on the ocean side. Uh, and you get the idea based off the style of her weapon from what you know about the various countries uh, that it probably was not on this continent. Was it Windhavian? Uh, the people she killed were Windhavian. Um, uh, I, I, you would roll me a, roll me, let's call it a history check. History. I do not have history. Oh, best roll of the night, 18. Um, you would guess based off the type of weapon she used and the garb she was wearing, probably Metalos. Metalos. And that's not part of the empire, right? No, it is not. Is is it Carthal, Pericles, Metalos? Um, on that uh, fancy map I made? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just see the northern tip of Metalos there at the bottom. All the way down. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. On the southern continent. Bottom middle or bottom right? Uh, bottom right. Bottom middle-ish. Oh. It's not, you're, so if you're looking at the map, Sean, there's Spezia, the island, and then there's the Metalosian peninsula right below it, to the okay. bottom to the left. So did Windhaven have any dealings with Metalos? Have we tried to take anything from them? Um, uh, so, I mean, they had not yet engaged in an act. The, the Windhaven army was always, their eyes was always pointed towards Eastern Aristica. Um, there is, you know, talk yeah. of eventually getting the Metalos, but uh, the, you know, it wasn't something they'd gotten to. On the to-do list. On the eventual to-do list, like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Huh. Okay. Well. Okay. That's all I can think of. I think. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. Uh, yeah, so the rest of you um, make your way back to the town and back to the Crooked Cup, where you see that, uh, uh, or the Cracked Cup, not Crooked, uh, where you see that uh, Nithis has already gone to bed.
Are you guys gonna go to bed or like let's turn it on? I could go to bed or I can stay up or I don't know. I feel like I'd still be a little keyed up, so I'd stay up for a drink and then go to bed. Okay, I'll keep you company. Yeah, I mean that's getting that sort of um, you know feedback. Yeah, that's probably very exciting and enticing and intoxicating. I and I think I'd probably be peppering Brindley with questions of like <clears throat> how people responded and like what songs seemed to work best and that kind of thing. I enthusiastically respond to all those questions. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not entirely sure, so I just make something up and I make it sound good. Perfect. <laughs> so Brindley. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly the feedback that I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, with that, uh, you wake up the next morning, uh, and it is the 24th of planting a king's day. All right. So um, what do you all do? I'm morning routine then breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, I'll get up early and check on the horses, um, and then just go back in and have breakfast. I feel like I'd slip in, sleep in a little bit, give myself yeah. a little extra lounge in time, and then go to breakfast. Makes sense. All right, so you all. Um, ready to go and waiting on Gwen who is rolls out of bed uh, uh, surprisingly late for him but he comes down the stairs with a spring and a step kind of a, doing a little bit of a little bit of a dance coming down the stairs and little snatches of song like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Who's ready for eggs? For what? For eggs. Gwen, are you gonna crack an egg? <laughs> <laughs> I might. <laughs> I could I could gently around the top of it and then just <laughs> all right. So you all uh, get on the road a little a little later than normal, but it's all right because it's you know getting into the summer here, so uh, the days are a little longer. Um, uh, and as you get in your cart and drive it east, uh, you make your way through the encampment where you see. Uh, uh, actually, if you got a late start, you actually go through, and the encampment is gone. Uh, all the all the tents are packed. You just see just a bunch of trampled grass uh, uh, and. You know the occasional bit of litter from where the uh, from where the encampment was, but apparently they were up early and marched out. That makes sense. They are military. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all right, uh, Nithis, you want to make me a perception check as you drive the cart? Mm-hmm. Mm, 11. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, it is a quiet, nice, pleasant, sunny summer day. Uh, blue, blue, uh, blue skies, bright sun. Uh, you know, nice breeze as you as you clip your way through the countryside. Um, what what are you all doing today? As you, mm, well, I'm once really... we're, uh, once we're outside of town, we're well on our way. Uh, I will say so. Last night I had an experience. So you just stay in your room. Yeah, isn't that the thing? You remember the creepy shadow fell thing? Uh, yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Wait, that I, the main one or like the little kitty one? The main one. The one that I foolishly made a mind link with. Oh yeah, I remember that. Real well. Yeah, that's permanent now. That is not good. Yeah. Apparently I'm an aunt and it's a child. So, you know, this can only end poorly, but it doesn't want to kill me right now. It Yay. says it's not a god. <clears throat> All right. Well, those are both good things. Uh, I think for a value of good, maybe. So, yeah, that's the thing. So you were, that's why you stayed at home? You were commuting with this thing? No. No, I found out that it was a thing while I was meditating. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, stuff personal stuff. He apparently knows everything about me, which is unsettling. Yeah. And upsetting. Me how much you like to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Maybe. FYI, this is actually a party of five. Maybe we can find Which one of you is Jennifer Love Hewitt? That. That's... Oh, no. <laughs> I don't understand. It was, a, it was really popular in the mid '90s. Oh. Start Jennifer Love Hewitt. Did they just aren't they released? Did they just release a remake of it? I think they may have. The, the premise of the show is that there is these five kids and their parents died, and so they had to raise themselves. Well, that's horrible. It was fun, a fun little show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Caleb's <laughs> like this must not fun at all, right? Yeah, it was a huge That's hit despite despite that despite that despite that awful premise. Yeah, <laughs> well, and like I think one or two of the kids were like adult aged, and so they had the mm. nonetheless. Yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I just thought you guys should know that that's apparently happening. So, like, at any moment, they this. Uh otherworldly evil could take over your mind and just kill us all? I don't actually know. Ooh, next time you talk to him, you should ask. Yeah, yeah that would be a good question to, you know, kind of hammer down. I mean, maybe if it's the truth, if it wants to lie to me, it's going to lie to me. I don't have any way of knowing. Maybe we I can mean, find it's... somebody who can undo this. This seems like something you want to undo. I don't know that there's anyone powerful enough to undo this. I mean, clerics can do healing stuff. I'm not harmed in any way. I well, made a I mean, telepathic link with an otherworldly being of my maybe, own free will. 
88, you know, if there's any way that somebody can, like, suffer a connection with a Shadowfell creature. I'm not familiar with this type of connection, so I do not know. Okay, fair enough. I also have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it, is def it is definitely in the realm of the spooky. It is beyond... <laughs> It is outside of most typical magic things. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I initiated this willingly, so here we are. I mean, I think that trying to undo it would still be like a really, really good approach. Yeah. I mean, we could take a look around, but I don't think we should waste any money on it because I don't think it will work in any way. I mean, there's, I did this willingly. I, I can link with people at will. And the fact that this thing is stronger than I am sucks. <laughs> so we got to work on a mental eviction. <laughs> yeah. And maybe some new brain locks. <laughs> right. I speed up the cart so that I leave Gwen a little bit behind. <laughs> He's in the cart with in the you. Cart. It's in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you riding your dog? <laughs> because the dog's slow. <laughs> the, the, oh, dog, the dog looks up at you, halo gleaming in the sunlight. <laughs> I just thought you guys should know. Well, thank you for that. Mm. Yeah. Now we know to keep an eye on you. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it is a worthwhile thing to know. That one of our friends could be overcome by an otherworldly evil at any time. Well, anybody, any of you could be overcome by an otherworldly right? evil at any time. I mean, if that's, any that's... of you garnered the attention of an otherworldly being, you would also be in this position. Yes. He looks pointedly at Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gwen. To make a stupid decision with an evil being. Huh. Mine, mine only lasted a you know, a couple of days. Oh, but there was also the fact that those couple of days you were so genuinely joyous over the connection <laughs> and also lied to us about it. Yeah. At least this is telling us right away. Yeah, because this is something. What if, what if you actually learned something? <laughs> <laughs> Rarely. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. Wow. Yeah. We still really? got in the situation in the first place. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Uh, 88 cracks the book open. Chapter 16 The Death hey! of Marisana. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does he really die? I guess we will find out. Oh, bonus points, Matt, for actually pulling up the episode numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Episode 16 is the death of Narasthana. <laughs> Very well man. done. Right. Wait, is that the one that takes place partially in um, um, the, the constabulary? Yes, it's yes. the one It's the one where Narasthana is frame for murder. And we fake her death. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is why there's a gravestone for Narasthana in New Haven. Oh, you guys never bothered to go and take down. 
Well, I think for a while it was to my benefit to be dead, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. There's a bounty on you and stuff like that. And there's people out looking for you. <laughs> you know, wow, yeah. that changed, has it? Hmm. Forgot about that. And then you killed the guy that was looking for you, but you kind of forgotten about the tombstone by that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Hmm. All right. Um, so, uh, you start to head through the hills, uh, the ground becomes less flat and more rolling hilly, and, uh, you start cresting over, uh, bigger and bigger hills, um, uh, and eventually you, you, you notice a huge forest, uh, starts in the distance and goes as far as the eye can see, uh, and you come upon another small hill. Uh, and at the top of it, you see a, uh, a friendly, you notice a very good boy sitting there waiting for you along with your mom, who was just standing, uh, sitting actually probably, and then stands up from the chair she's brought out, uh, watching the road West. Uh, and she stands up and as the cart gets closer, she opens her arms wide and says, Bryn Bryn. I gotta jump off and give her a hug. She scoops you up in a big hug and lifts you off the ground. <laughs> Waffles jumps up on you. He's very excited. She's like, Waffles down. Waffles down. I pick up Waffles and give him a hug. It's this big old fluff of a dog. Uh, and that is where we'll pick up next time. Awesome. What does Brindley's mom look like? I want to know what Brindley's mom looks like. Uh, very human. <laughs> <laughs> totally human. Uh, Amanda, do you want to describe her appearance? Um, I forget if I gave you an appearance, but mm -hmm. I know I have one in my head. You never, you never actually gave me one. You just gave okay. me her name, and that she was, you know, human. <laughs> yeah, she's a uh, fairly tall, uh, but not super tall. Probably like five ten, five eleven. Uh, pretty thin. She has graying sort of chestnut hair, um, brown eyes, and uh, she looks like she's you know honest work worked honestly her whole life, but isn't like totally run down. Um, <laughs> but she's like you did stuff for some people in the middle medievally type <laughs> ages. Mm. Um, she's probably what looks her name mid to late 50s describe waffles waffles i think i sent a picture of waffles at one point in time i sent it to me i don't know if you sent it to the group uh waffles he is a shetland sheep dog the black the tricolor the black and brown and white i'm gonna see if i can pull up this picture that i sent chris he is about <laughs> this tall and about this long and poofy. Poofy. Here, I've got, I've got it. I'm gonna send it to the group. Oh, that is a poofy puffy. He is a poofy. Um, and uh, I'm ending a little early so that you all have to level up. Yay! Yay! Scared the kitten. Go on, I gotta level up, Bobby. <laughs> Boop. Loud noises. So scared. 
much scared. It's, it was, it, last time you guys leveled up was like session nine, right? Oof, I don't know. I don't remember. It wasn't like it wasn't like last session of the session. No, no, no. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, before I start the recording off, if you could all just give me your hit point roll. Yes, what do I roll for this again? D10. I ask every single time. Mine's a D. That was good. Six. I rolled a seven. Use a yes, a D6, Caitlin. All right, so seven for Matthew. Roll. A one. Well, that means you get a you get four. I got a six. On a D8? D10. D10? Yeah, well, that's what you would have got either way. So. Yeah. yeah, I had a five. On a D8? D8. Wow, you two both just hit, nailed it right on the... <laughs> All right, well. Thoroughly average. So level six. I think there's some... Level six. At sixth level, I gain the ability to subtly control the weather around me. Yeah. Mm. I get aura of protection. Whenever I or a friendly creature within 10 feet of me makes a saving throw, the creature gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to my charisma modifier. Nice. I have hearts of moonlight and shadow. Ooh. What does that do? Um... During a short or long rest, I can invoke blah, blah, blah. At the start of the rest, you touch a point in space in an invisible 30-foot radius sphere of magic appears centered on that point. Total cover blocks the sphere. While in the sphere, you and your allies gain plus five bonus to dexterity, stealth, and wisdom perception checks. And any life of open flame in the sphere, uh, campfire, mm -hmm. torches, and the like, is invisible outside of it. So it's kind of like a modified um, Lehman's Honey Hut. Oh, cool. So the other one that I get is I gain resistance to lightning and thunder damage. In addition, whenever I start casting a spell of first level or higher that deals lightning or thunder, stormy, stormy magic erupts from you. The eruption causes creatures of your choice within 10 feet of you to take lightning or thunder damage equal to half your sorcerer level. Mm -hmm. Only cool. three right now, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that actually. It was like it actually times pretty well with the events that's been happening in yeah. this is... I know, right? <laughs> Next time I cast a spell, everybody's gonna be like, "What? what? Little bit much." Okay. No. <clears throat> nope. Ooh. Okay. I get more spell slots. Features and traits, maybe. Yeah, you get another um, third level spell slot, <clears throat> and you get another spell. Bullet. No. Lordy, what do I even want though? It's gonna take some time. So everyone close to me gets a plus three bonus to saving throws. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's cool. It's a. It's. Uh, I. I listened to a podcast where one of the main characters was a paladin, and that's a real clutch ability. Yeah. <laughs> All I have to be is conscious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, that's asking a lot of you. So. 
Well, it is actually. Nice. I don't have to roll anything, so that's nice. Good stuff, and 